From here on Earth 616 to the multiverse, this is the Marvel Guys Podcast. Your number one source for everything Marvel. Reviews, characters, comic books, new releases. It's all right here. Now, let's welcome your hosts, Jordan and Spencer. Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan. And on my left is my co-host, Spencer. Child, I am Null, Lord of the Abyss, God of the Symbiotes. The darkness inside of you, that darkness bows to me. I am the Void. Null, ladies and gentlemen. Null. Man, this is exciting. I'm, I'm so glad that we're getting this like in the MCU, possibly. Uh, man, Null is a really cool character. I'm excited for this. Is it, is it lost on anybody that he's Null and he comes from the void? Yeah, I mean, right. Like that's probably the best part of, humor, of this. Right? That's the best part of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Null comes from the void. Come on, that's the hilarious. god of the void is Null. I love it. Yeah, we're we're gonna be discussing Null and uh, the All Black, which is kind of synonymous with each other uh this episode will be uh one of those marvel short features that we're doing on specific characters and we also have one coming up on mark specter which obviously we got to know in moon knight we hope you're enjoying all these episodes we've had for you recently we got miss marvel coverage uh very soon and yeah this is this is a fun time to be a part of the marvel guys uh podcast and if you are enjoying yourself please do uh, subscribe and leave a review if you um, feel like doing that we appreciate everybody coming along for the ride so uh what's the what's the backstory to this character that a lot of people are starting to find more about null uh comes to existence in a space between universes which we know is like the void um and he's like the god of the void um he is the creator of symbiotes um which is kind of interesting because I think that people kind of view uh, Venom and Carnage as like similar or like they're the same, but they're really not. They're like different versions of a symbiote. Um, and in doing so, um, he's also approached by Celestials who come into the void uh, and immediately get wrecked by Null. Um, as we've said, I think a couple times on this channel, the planet Nowhere, which we know in the MCU, has been in, I think, a couple movies by this point, um, is actually the head of a celestial, which was beheaded by Null. So when we get into Thor, Love and Thunder and we get to Gore, there's a possibility that we actually see Null for the first time in... Thor Love and Thunder because it's already been hinted at and we know how the MCU works they like to hint at people first and then you get to them but uh Null yeah creator of the symbiotes uh creates the all black necro sword which is what he uses to behead said celestial um and just complete reign of terror <laughs> throughout the the universe crazy and so what I've kind of come to know uh, about Null and the All Black here 
is that he he created the all black which is uh, considered the first symbiote Mm -hmm. and uh, beheaded the celestial and then actually used the celestial as kind of a power source yeah Yeah. a source to basically maintain and grow the power of the all black to the state uh, that we see today Mm -hmm. yeah Um, there's like these dragons that he creates as well through the all black um and i believe uh there is a time in which null null's dragons like invade earth or asgard something like that and like thor defeats them or like kills one of the dragons or something like that which kind of like lowers his power a little bit because they're all connected obviously symbiotic relationship uh which we've already seen that if you've seen the venom movies or if you watch the spider-man animated series when you were a kid or whatever uh you kind of know how the symbiotes kind of work like um i don't think i think you and i kind of talked about this when we talked about the venom movie that like is it really a symbiotic relationship it seems kind of coincided at times but um yeah it's a it's an interesting um it's a very interesting concept um and there's so many things going on with symbiotes right now especially like we're talking about thor uh we're talking about probably the greatest spider uh, the the greatest mcu film at the moment that's come out in the last few years has been spider-man and when we leave off there venom is in the mcu now um so i mean there, there this is a this is a character that i think if we see at all in the mcu this is going to be something that there's going to be some story down the line where he's resurrected, I feel. And like, they're not just going to bring him in for one thing. He has a pretty prominent role in, in, in the recent secret wars, I believe as well. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is pretty crazy that we have the potential of seeing somebody this powerful in the MCU. I mean, we're only getting more and more powerful. I feel like, um, especially when we were bringing in guys like Dr. Doom and Silver Surfer potentially. Uh, but yeah, this is, he, he's awesome, man. I, I love what they've done. Uh, big shout out to uh, Donnie Cates who wrote, uh, I believe like it was called King in Black, which is like the most recent Null comic series and has done an incredible job with that. So yeah, and speaking of shout-outs, I'm going to take a moment uh, to shout-out a few people or whatever the term is for four <laughs> quartet <laughs> yeah. um, of people who uh, reached out on Instagram, and I just wanted to let them know I appreciate it. Steve, Cody, Cameron, and Anthony, you all. Um, I, I have noticed and responded, of course. We got to talk, but I appreciate you kind of being a part of the conversation. Let me know how you felt about the episodes. Um, so, it, no, it seems like is kind of one of those characters where his power is as strong as he kind of makes it because he creates uh, beings, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's the, the source of many things. He, I believe early on, he, he kind of claims to be like the void. He cl- yeah. claims to be the source of it, but he's actually just kind of the one that like rules over it. So yeah, he's, maybe a little bit of an ego there. Oh yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of characters we know. Yeah. But being that he's like at the nexus of the hive mind and you know, I mean, 
funny enough, like Stranger Things was just released and the whole idea of the, the upside down is this hive mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, mind flayer thing. Mm-hmm. In a way, he's kind of like the the big bad Stranger Things version of Marvel, it seems like, because yeah. he has tentacles in so many places and the more exposure he gets his uh, tentacles and his parasites, you know, his symbiotes, um, to the the actual world, it seems like that's how he kind of powers himself, which mm-hmm. is kind of self sustainable, which makes him pretty much immortal unless he's yeah. banished or or disintegrated. Yeah, he is absolutely immortal and can be resurrected even if something like that were to happen. So, because we've seen that before, I believe Carnage resurrects him or something like that, or like one of the alternative versions of Carnage. Uh, I think it's like Dark Carnage, maybe. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, yeah. Th- to have that kind of power, because you're you're bordering with, like, omnipotence at that point, because you're just, like, all-seeing, all-knowing. You know, we were talking about gods in one of our recent episodes. Like, that's that's god level, you know? Like, you're, you're at that state at that point. So, um, yeah, he's just incredibly powerful. Uh, any character that's basically immortal, yeah, that that's ah, but yeah, being able to see this character as well, I think, like I said, you know, you can his popularity has grown a lot in the comics, obviously in the last few years, like I said with Donnie Cates, but um, to be able to see characters like this or like to see characters like Miss Marvel who are also new, like being introduced in the MCU potentially, like very soon. It's incredible. We were just talking about Miss Marvel and how Miss Marvel was like created not that long ago in the comics and is already getting a series that's going to be out very soon. So, uh, and then with Null, you know, this is a concept that's been around for a while, but like has recently picked up a ton of steam in comics in the last few years. And now we're at that, at that stage where it's potentially going to be a thing. So, uh, this is exciting. This is so exciting. And it seems like the only time he's ever truly like died, if you want to call it that, is when Eddie Brock actually uh, destroys him. And mm-hmm. I think he did he take him to the sun. Yeah, he like yeah. died because like it took that much power and energy to kill him. Yeah. Um. And Eddie Brock was like resurrected by like Captain Universe or something. It, it mm-hmm. was yeah yeah. It's really an incredible story, um, and his, his son is involved, and so it's kind of like I guess there's a little bit of that, like um, Luke Skywalker, you yeah, know, like the return of the creation to kill the the mm-hmm. master, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's pretty darn cool, um, and of course you know when when there's Null, there is the All Black, and the All Black carries its own legacy, um, obviously fitting in with Gore, who. Um, that episode will be the one previous to this. So the all black itself being a symbiote, a weapon, an entity, uh, sentient. Mm. How would, how would you explain the all black to somebody who maybe is just like starting to get into Marvel? What, what's, what's the way to make them understand what that really is? Um, I think the only really, the, the really, the only way to describe it is, like it's its own being it's its own thing um like you said it's sentient like it knows like it's 
you have its own personality. It, it attaches to the the person. It's very, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's a symbiotic thing. Um, it attaches to its host, whatever. And the two kind of merge. That's why we see like Gore when he, when he gains the necro sword, it's like he becomes that much more powerful. Um, it, it's crazy. I mean, it is the only way that you can really describe the all black is kind of to someone who's maybe got a little bit of a history with Marvel is just Venom. I think, I think that's just the best way to do it because a lot of people know Venom. Even if you don't really know Venom, you know Venom. <laughs> like he's the most notorious uh, Spider-Man villain or anti-hero. Um, and yeah, people know Venom. So I think that's kind of like the best way to kind of describe it. Um, is just, yeah, it's its own being, it's its own thing. Uh, it can take the shape of, you know, whatever the wielder chooses, whatever it chooses. Like it's kind of, it's an, it's an interesting th- concept for sure. Do you think if, if not Thor right here, do you think the character is in the MCU right now whose movies will be able to introduce Null properly? Or do you think maybe we'll see a different character in the future uh, take on that that first role of bringing him into the MCU? Hmm. I would say immediately it would be either Thor or um, Spider-Man, obviously, once again, the connection between Spider-Man and Venom. Yeah. Because of that, by default, you have a connection to Null. Um, so I think that's where it could make the most sense. Um, especially like we said, you know, when we left off with, with, with Spider-Man and we saw that in credit scene, the venom that we know from the Sony universe isn't in the MCU, but the venom symbiote is. So we're, we're in this weird territory right now with, um, you know, will that attach to Peter Parker in the future? Because we know that he's not. He doesn't have Stark tech anymore. None of that. So he's just a normal dude with own. spider senses and stuff like that. Kind of. Yeah. So there, there's potential that that attaches to him or maybe there's another Eddie Brock in this MCU universe. Like that's not uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy. Um, right. It could attach to Flash Thompson, who is already established and we get like Agent Venom or something like that. Uh there's a lot of opportunities and that's going to be one that I think many people may have seen as like a throwaway, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's huge. It's massively important and going forward. I feel like the head of the celestial that he slayed, isn't it meant to somewhat follow his journey through the cosmos? It just kind of always stays nearby. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah. 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 I mean, if we've discovered the, the head of the, the celestial in the MCU so far, maybe he's not far away mm-hmm. um, at this point in time if he's alive at the moment. Um, and I know that when he, there was a point in time where he was like beaten down to nothingness and he didn't die, but he took like thousands of years to gain his wind back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a hilarious idea. But that's like how strong he is. Basically, he took the the brunt of like a god's power and was able to snap back thousands of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll see him resurrect in some some form. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was just 
I'm I'm trying to figure out where he would come in, why he would come in, and what kind of you know storyline would play here. I like yeah, I like some of your ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's is he too powerful? Is he too threatening right now for the level of characters that we're dealing with, or do you think it's we're actually entering a place where you could see him potentially have that spot? I think we're entering a place where he could be in because. Like I said, I think as we're going on, we're getting into more and more powerful beings, um, especially from a hero perspective. Like we're getting a lot of like very powerful people coming into the MCU, you know, where there's a lot of speculation that Namor is coming. There's a lot. Uh, obviously, you've got Reed Richards on the horizon. Adam Warlock. Is Adam Warlock. Waiting. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's potential that somebody like Rogue is in like the Marvels or something. So yeah. There's a lot of people that are on the table as it stands right now, just from the hero perspective. And to counterbalance that, you have to have villains that are more powerful. You know, I think we all know that with the premise of having a Fantastic Four movie or trilogy in the near future, in the next 10 years, obviously you're getting Doctor Doom. You're getting somebody like that. You're getting somebody like Galactus or Silver Surfer. Um and those beings are incredibly powerful. Like we talked about in the secret secret wars episode, like Dr. Doom becomes a God. Um, you know, Galactus, his power level is insane. Uh, silver surfer, the ability to create, uh, that in itself warrants a ton of power. Um, so yeah, I think that, I don't, I don't think that, I think he's extremely powerful, but, not too OP. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I think the premise of your question is like, you know, when we're talking about like power levels or like top 10 most powerful or whatever like that, like, I don't think he's that supremely powerful. I think mm-hmm. he is like immensely powerful, obviously. But yeah, I think he'll fit in. I think the thing that makes him kind of special is that he does have this hive mind you know, symbiote um, possibility where when we get these Avengers style movies or these big uh, combination style movies, you can't just have one villain. You need a villain in control of thousands of like beings. And I could see potentially like a symbiote um, reign of terror on earth and having the, the fight need to be taken to his his army first and then you know dealing with the the actual source of the issue which would be null mm-hmm. um i guess the question at that point would be does it fit a one movie purpose or would it maybe be perhaps a in the next trilogy of spider-man maybe he could that's, be the big bad of the spider-man that's what i'm thinking world yeah that's that's, exactly that's probably a, a, a nice fit because like you said, we have Doctor Doom and we have, you know, all these massive characters which can, you know, King the Conqueror can take up five, six, seven movies, a decade worth of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would probably fit in nicely at that just below that tier as like a little bit of a puppet, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's doing his own thing, but also kinda helping the the bigger bad at what he's trying to accomplish. So I think that brings to a great thing because, like I said, if, if if it's not Thor, it would be Spider-Man, and I think this is why. So I'm going to set this up for you for the next Spider-Man trilogy. We know that Venom exists now. Like, the Venom symbiote is in the MCU. How is that important? Well, you get into 
this idea of because we've already heard the rumors that like Sydney Sweeney is reportedly like possibly going to get cast in some role in Spider-Man, which is insane. But um, her character, uh, a lot of people are speculating that it could be Madam Web. I don't think so. I think maybe Gwen Stacy. I think that just kind of suits her a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, uh, maybe she becomes Spider Gwen. There's multiple, like there's a Spider-Man and then there's there's her. She exists. Maybe we get Miles Morales as well. Uh, but they, I like the idea of Madam Web being a thing because much like Null and the hive mind and all of that, like Madam Web is kind of like that as well. So you had these two conflicting things going on at the same time. You also have the Venom symbiote existing in our universe. Maybe it does attach to Peter Parker because maybe in the first movie or in the second movie, we introduce Craven as the big villain and he kills Peter Parker. Like he shoots him. And then while he's dying, the Venom symbiote attaches itself to Peter. Then we get the black suit Spider-Man. We get like this other version of spider-man that's just insane i know that's good because i just physically reacted (laughs) to him dying and i'm just listening yeah and uh yeah i think it would set up like something like null to be in the final film you know um and you know maybe once again you get like ned kind of being like the hobgoblin at the same time or something like that uh Obviously, there's a ton of different directions that they could go with the Spider-Man trilogy, but I think if you're going to introduce Null, um, I can't see it if it's not in Thor Love and Thunder, if he's not introduced there, even if it's like for five seconds, ten seconds. If it's not there, I think it would be Spider-Man, and I think that that would be the logical thing to do. It makes sense, right? If you're going to do another Spider-Man trilogy don't waste our time no you know we friendly neighborhood spider-man can have his moments but like it's beyond that now if you're gonna be in the mcu you can't just be a neighborhood character at this point Mm -hmm. and to to build up to the possibility of a dimensional you know threat seems to make the most sense and for the people that are a little bit frustrated by marvel right now most of it comes from like okay you've set us up with the expectations of what's next right we're, we're supposed to ask what's next that's what you want us to ask yeah well, we're asking what's next and so i i don't think we're far away from being introduced to a bigger bad because i think they understand that the fans want something to look forward to mm-hmm. um even though you know the movies themselves are great it's nice to be like okay these puzzle pieces are going to start fitting because we're looking at this ultimate destination yeah and the spider-man world kind of is its own mcu so to have no on that you know, back porch where, you know, you keep going around the house, you're going to find this guy, Yeah. you know, and you have to fight a different guy at every doorstep. It's, it just makes the most sense that you should have steps along the way where you're, you're beaten up on, on bads. And then you get to null who you'd find out was the divine intervention of this entire storyline. Yeah. And you don't have to hint it, um, much along the way, just drop just enough to where we're like, Hmm. Symbiotes. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, it could, and you could pivot if needed, but Null himself, that seems like a logical place to go. I actually like this better. I, I, I like this idea that maybe Craven's in the first movie. Gwen is still in the, in the movie, but imagine the heartbreak and imagine the feels that you would be in if in Spider Man 4 that happens, where Craven 
Craven kills Peter or like something like that. Peter is trying to save MJ, which once again, MJ is not going to know Peter from anybody. Mm -hmm. She's just going to know maybe like we went to school together and something like that. But like he saves MJ and in doing so like is close to death. But then imagine you get that end credit scene where the symbiote connects to him and you see the same imagery that we saw in the comics with his hand being raised from the grave, mm -hmm. but it's black. Um, maybe in the second movie, there's like this turning point where Peter's still alive, but he doesn't need the Venom symbiote anymore. There's conflict. The Venom symbiote then connects to Ned. So in the second movie, they've got to fight. Yeah, maybe that's where you introduce Madam Web, and all along in the background, Noel has been pulling strings through the Venom symbiote that's on Earth at the moment. I mean, I, I like that. I love it. I like that. So, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, if, if it's not, once again, if he's not in like the fifth Thor movie or something like that, you know, uh, I think that's how they would do it. I would do it at least. I don't know. There's, right. to, to be honest, they could do this with any character, I think, just because of him being attached to the void and stuff like that and like being like the 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 ruler of the void um which I think is going to be important going forward when we're talking about incursions, mm -hmm. we're talking about all this stuff. He'll be he, there's some role in any movie I think you can introduce him. So, and there's probably two ways they can go with it immediately with Gore also having his own like void planet area yeah that looks like in the trailer um marvel can either double down and go okay there's gore if gore dies in this thor movie then i guess you know it's possible null is the next step up he reclaims then uh, all black mm -hmm. or they go okay we did the whole void thing we'll check it three years down the line you know yeah so it's kind of remains to be seen uh i think we'll get a little bit of a hint with thor here if we hear Noel, we, we've heard Noel's um, name once. So usually where there's smoke, there's fire, but there's not really smoke yet. It's just kind of a name, and it's like, a, oh, okay. Um, but with that symbiote, hearing his name, um, now we've got the all black coming in. It's, it's a lot of things that are starting to add up, and if we get a little bit more of a push, then I think everybody's going to start pondering. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't honestly see too many people asking where's Noel going to come in right now because – it is a little bit early, but I think it might be right around the corner. Yeah. So, like, I think if we'll you're going to introduce him this soon, like I said, it's not going to be, he's not going to have a role. You're going you're to see him yeah. for like a, a few seconds, you know, in, in, in Thor Love and Thunder. That's the, I it mean, could that's just the, be where he's lying dead yeah. on the, you know, the ground with the sword. Yeah. Kind of squirming off of him to find life yeah and then you're gonna see the other god that he's fighting with and him gonna be that guy's gonna be like praising to gore to save him and help him and then gore's right. just gonna kill him so and funny enough in the original um gore story where he you know is on that that planet and then null and another god die fighting each other they were unnamed there was just unnamed gods and then yeah. later on somebody picked up that story and then added null to it so yeah um. Yeah, it, but that happens all the time. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm really excited to see if we get some more of him moving forward, uh, beyond just the idea of him, because he could really bring a cool perspective to some of these storylines. And I think he's, 
he's right there. The, the stories can write themselves at this point with the MCU. And there's a lot of different things. You know, Null is not a, a small character in the comics. There's a lot of mm-hmm. different stories that they can pull from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, you can go back and listen to our episode on Gore the God Butcher. It does touch on the All Black which is the sword that was used uh, early on by Null and then passed on to Gore. And if you're wondering, well, why didn't, if Null's so powerful, why didn't he take the sword back from Gore? Um, honestly, I think from the comics, it seems like he kind of lost interest in it because he had other things he wanted to do. <laughs> so sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, if you are having fun, you like the episodes, uh, please do subscribe to us and leave a review. We love hearing from you guys. It really makes our day. And uh, in the future, maybe we'll read some reviews on the uh, podcast themselves. But we, uh, we thank you guys for being a part of this journey, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. You've reached the end game of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Marvel Guys podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jordan and Spencer, check out themarvelguys.com, the Marvel Guys on Twitter, and the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.